Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Free podcast. I'm super excited about today's episode because I know it's such a controversial topic and that is the scale, (laughs) the weight scale. And the reason why I'm talking about this today is because I see it time and time again that so many people have so much emotional attachment to the scale. I once myself did do that as well, so I know how it feels, but it's holding so many people back from reaching their physique goals because what often happens, it leads to cycles of self-sabotage. And honestly, after working in this space for so long now, it is one of the biggest mistakes that I've seen struggling active females make when it comes to body recomposition, losing fat and building muscle. And that is their relationship with the scale. You know what I mean. It's waking up every morning, walking into the bathroom with so much dread, being like, oh my God. Oh my God, what's the number going to be? Has it gone up? Has it gone down? Oh my God, what is it going to be? And you get on and then you see the number and it's like gone up by half kilo. And then you're like, fuck, I need to be good today. I need to be more strict. I need to be more disciplined. Oh, I shouldn't have eaten those carbohydrates last night. Oh, I shouldn't have gone out for dinner last night. Or it could go the other way, right? You jump on and you're like, fuck yeah, went down by half a kilo. It's like, yes, I'm succeeding. Yes, I'm reaching my goals. Yes, I'm happy. Yes, I'm confident. All of the things, right? And this is the thing. As long as you were driven by the number of the scale, chances are you're going to be an unsuccessful gym girly where you end up exercising yourself into the ground, eating next to nothing, stuck in your vicious shame spirals, and have absolutely nothing to show for it. You end up burnt out, defeated, and inevitably you give up. And this is where the problem lies. Why would you keep doing something if you weren't getting the results from the scale? When in reality, we know that every successful gym girly that I have ever met and that I know has been able to detach themselves from the number on the scale so that they can start showing up with consistency. They can start showing up fueling their bodies correctly. So they can start showing up without this all or nothing thinking so that they can be consistent and reach their goals long term. Like think about it. If you're waking up every single morning and you're allowing the scale to dictate your mood, how much you should eat, how much you should exercise, how good you need to be if you are failing and ultimately if you are good enough or not, how are you ever going to be successful? So in this episode, I am going to show you how you can create a healthy relationship with the scale and start using it to your advantage on reaching your body composition goals. 
because honestly, this is something that I have now changed my opinion on. I used to be in the boat of like, the scale should be thrown out, the scale means nothing, the scale is a piece of shit, the scale ruined my life, all of the things. But that was because I personally hadn't done the work on detaching from the scale because what I was doing, I was allowing, I was giving my power away to the scale and I was only believing that I was good enough, that I was pretty enough, that I would be accepted if the scale was going down. So it wasn't anything to do with the scale. It had everything to do with my relationship to the scale, my attachment to the scale. That was the problem that I needed to work on. Now that I have done this work and now I'm completely detached from the scale, I can look at it as, holy shit, this is actually such an incredible tool to help us change our body composition. Because this is the difference to being able to make decisions based off numbers and facts rather than emotions. And this is where people get caught up is they're constantly deciding what to do based on their emotions of what happens after they step on the scale and then they wanna change everything instead of looking at things objectively and looking at as really useful data to know if what we're doing is working so that we can change it proactively rather than reactively. And this is why so many people are not seeing results is because they're stuck in these emotional reactivity to these things that then changes how they're going to show up when in reality, it's not based on data. It's not based on facts, it's based off emotions. And what I say this time and time again is that our feelings are not facts. Just because we feel fat, just because we feel bloated, just because we feel like we're not seeing results, doesn't mean it's true. And this episode ties beautifully into last episode. So make sure after you finish listening to this episode, then go back and listen to last week's All About Body Checking because they tie in so nicely together. So first of all, I want to break down like where the fuck did this scale thing come from? Like, why is it such a big deal? Why do we have this emotional attachment to it? And I want to bring this into your awareness so that you can be like, oh, how? This is why. This is why I'm acting this way. Because we know the first step to change is awareness so that you can work on your own subconscious patterns and your own behaviors and take responsibility in for changing those. So our relationship with the scale, it comes for many people, it starts with childhood. Maybe you can close your eyes and you can remember back in time where you had a first encounter with the scale. Maybe it was a negative experience. Maybe you got on and all of a sudden you felt really bad because it was a number that you didn't want to see. And it's really important to look back into our past because that's where all our conditioning happens. That's where we create our subconscious patterns and subconscious beliefs that then come with us into the future. Right? So exposure to discussions about weight often begins within the family, especially mothers talk to them about their bodies and about their weight. Like I remember for me personally, there was a few instances that I can go back and I can remember. The first one was in year four when we were made to weigh ourselves. And for me, I was an early bloomer and I was like, I would classify myself as the bigger girl. Like I looked at all my friends and they were all so small and they ate all this junk food and I was like, 
I'm going to say podgy. <laughs> um, but I was an early bloomer. I like got my period first. I was taller than all the boys. I developed early, say. And I remember in year four having to get on the scale and all my friends were like 30-something kilos. I don't know off the top of my head. But I was in the 40 kilos. And I remember feeling so bad about myself and so embarrassed. I wanted to hide my weight. I didn't want to tell anyone. I didn't want to write it on the piece of paper. I, I think I did write it on the piece of paper on my sheet and then I quickly covered it so that no one could see. I was so embarrassed and I was so ashamed. When I was in year four, little was. And it breaks my heart to even think about like that's how I was feeling back then. But this is reality and this is truth and this is what's happening every single day, right? We have learned it's right and wrong to weigh a certain thing. If you weigh this, then it's bad and you're unhealthy, you're lazy, you're not disciplined, all the things that we believe. Or you're, you're light, you're healthy, you're fit, you're attractive, you're confident. But like we have to bring into our awareness right now is like they are what we think. This is the beliefs that we have created from this conditioning. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. We look at the media, like the bloody magazines, the TV commercials, the movie stars. There was a lot of weight focus during our teenage years. The headlines all about weight loss, the Dolly magazines, the Girlfriend magazines. It was... There was so much influence and like, you know, the best seven day shred, you'll lose five kilos in three days if you follow this diet and all the things, right? There is so much diet culture in and around us every single day. And so no wonder we have this cultural conditioning and childhood experiences that shape our relationship with the scale. But it's this thing, right, that we can look at it objectively now. It's like, okay, cool. So we've learned it's right and wrong to weigh a certain amount. If we weigh too much, then we're ugly. We're unattractive. We're never going to find a soulmate. We're not going to be confident if we weigh a certain amount. However, we've been conditioned to if we weigh X, Y, and Z, if we're light, therefore, we're going to be attractive. We're going to be lovable. We're going to be accepted. People are going to think better of us. I'm going to think better of myself, right? So therefore, what we have done is this conditioning has formulated our relationship with the scale. And what we are now doing, we're utilizing it to measure more than what it actually measures. AKA what I mean by that is we are tying our happiness, our worth, our confidence, our ability to be accepted based on a number on the scale. And this is the problem. It's us giving our power away to that number. And this is where the problem lies. And this is really important to bring into your awareness because if you're doing this, then it's a big, massive culprit of self-sabotage. Like, let's think about this objectively. The function of a scale is to measure weight. It's there to measure an object's relationship to gravity. The scale weight doesn't measure the amount of body fat that you have. The scale weight doesn't measure if you've been consistent in the gym. 
the scale weight doesn't measure if we're fucking good enough or not. But what we have done is tied those meanings into what the scale is telling us. So I'm going to repeat myself. I'm going to repeat. The scale measures weight, not the amount of fat that you have on your body. But we often forget that. We often say things like, I stepped on the scale and I lost half a kilo, which means I lost half a kilo of fat. When in reality, that may or may not be true. Because was that half a kilo from water? Was that half a kilo from muscle? Or was that half a kilo from fat? And you know, it can be any of those things. And most, more likely than not, it's a combination. And that's the same thing when we gain weight. It's like we go out for dinner, maybe we went out for pizza, and we had more carbohydrates, more salt than what we normally would. Then we jump on the scale the next morning and you're like, fuck, I've just gained one and a half kilos. I'm shit. I'm not seeing results. I'm failing. I'm never going to be able to wear the clothes that I want. But here's the discernment piece, right? Is, well, no, you haven't gained 1.5 kilos of body fat overnight because your body is, you ate more carbohydrates, your body is retaining more water and therefore you weigh more than what you did before. But then in our minds, because of this conditioning, because of this right and wrong, what often happens is we take whatever the scale gives us and we create meaning around it. We create another interpretation about what it actually means. So what we do, we take these numbers or gain that 1.2 kilos overnight and the scale, oh, the scale is telling me that I'm not good enough. But the thing is, guys, is that no one actually just told you a number. You made it mean something. You made it mean that you are X. You did that. Your habitual thoughts from your conditioning did that, right? And this is where we need to be able to change it. This is where we need to detach the meaning to the number on the scale. This is where we have to come with radical responsibility and change our habitual thoughts in terms of what the number means. Because when we can detach ourselves from what that number means, instead of all the reasons why you're not good enough, you're failing, you're not accepted, you're not lovable, all of the things, we can change it to this is how much I weigh in relation to gravity. It doesn't mean it's good. It doesn't mean it's bad. This is the vibe. It's neutral energy. And you know you're fully detached from something when something is now becoming neutral. And we can now make really powerful and positive decisions based off these beautiful numbers instead of going down the rabbit hole of a shame spiral. And I really encourage you guys to do this because it's one of the leading causes of self-sabotage, right? It's one of the leading causes of lack of consistency, the lack of self-trust, the no results, and therefore feeding into the stories of it's not possible. So we get it. We understand that we need to build a healthy relationship with numbers so that we can be consistent. 
Because at the end of the day, this is the other thing that I see time and time again. It's like everyone is so hyper-focused in the moment. They're focused on what they're doing right now and they're not zooming out and looking at the big picture. And this is the thing. It's like where in your life do you ever focus so hyper-specific day-to-day on anything? Like look at your job. Do you focus exactly day-to-day or is it something that you can zoom out on and then you look at trends over time? And this is how we have to look at our nutrition and exercise is if we keep shaming ourselves every single day for, you know, we get on the scale and then a negative number, that's something that we don't want. And then we make it mean that we're a failure, which then leaves us to what's the point of even trying? I'm not seeing results. It's how can we look at the number and being like, cool, this is just a data point in my 10 data points that I'm collecting over the month. Right. Being able to zoom out allows you to build resilience. It allows you to build consistency. And we know consistency always wins. <laughs> I watched a really good YouTube video yesterday about um, Alex Amosi. If that's how you say his name. Anyway, you probably know by now I can't spell and I'm bad at words. Anyway, if you don't know who he is, He's a businessman, I would say business influencer now. He does a lot of content in and around sales, marketing, building businesses, really big following on his podcast and really big following on his YouTube channel now. And he was talking about how to be successful in growing a social media. And I always love to pull this analogy because it's like how you do one thing is how you do everything. And he was talking about the reason why people don't are not successful is because they're not good at doing the same shit over and over again for a long period of time. And he had a beautiful story where he spoke about, he was like, I want to start a YouTube channel and he got help. He asked for help and he said to the guy that was going to help him, he was like, I want to see success on this YouTube channel in 10 years, in 10 fucking years, because he has over time he has learned that the way to be successful is to be consistent for a really long period of time. And I watched that and I was like, this is bringing, I was like, fucking yes, this is exactly everything because it's like, yes, this is exactly how I feel. And this is how I coach because it's like, I personally have been working on my nutrition and exercise now for like four, four, since healing my relationship with food like properly training and stuff, like this is a four year thing. And am I where I want to be? No. Am I working towards it? Yes. And this is the difference between the people who are successful. And he said it so beautifully himself is that the only way that you're going to fail is if you give up. And that's what a lot of people do is that they allow these sabotaging cycles to make them mean that they're never going to be successful instead of I'm not successful yet and this is the difference and this is why i want to give you guys some really tangible tips and things that you guys can use and utilize in your day to really help you overcome this you know these self-sabotaging cycles that the um, scale might bring you or these emotions that you might feel from it maybe it's avoidant maybe it's anxious maybe it's dread maybe it's shame maybe it's guilt all of the things so that you can start enjoying your health and fitness and it's no longer this roller coaster ride of emotions um so that you too can have this freedom and this fitness and this overall vibe so 
tip number one on how to start building a healthy relationship with the scale and using it to your advantage. So first of all, number one always is understand why, what's going on. Explore your attachment to the scale. Why does it trigger you? And what are you making it mean about yourself? What are you making it mean? Are you making it mean that you're a failure? Are you making it mean that you're unlovable? Are you making it mean that you're not disciplined enough, that you can't stick to something, that you can't trust yourself? What are you making that number mean about yourself? And get out a piece of paper and write it out right now. Ask yourself, what do you need to let go of in order to move forward with this? What do I need to let go of in order to become the next version of myself who doesn't have an emotional attachment to the number on the scale? Tip number two is when you've figured out what is why you have that emotional attachment, then the next step is to reframe it. Reframe the meaning of what you were once giving it and giving it a new meaning. This is how you're going to detach yourself from the number and then you're going to be able to use it in a much more proactive way and what I mean by that is if you're in how I once was of I'm using the scale okay I need that scale to go down in order for me to be happy in order for me to feel good enough in order for me to feel loved that was my story and that was my meaning and this is the thing guys this is the thing that we can play victim to our circumstance and we can continue to play victim to the scale or we can take responsibility. We can take responsibility on our thoughts and change because I still, if I didn't do this work, I would still be, you know, a victim to the scale. I'd be blaming this. I'd be blaming that. I'd be blaming my diet. I'd be blaming myself, all of the things. But instead we took responsibility and then we did this work and we reframed it. So for me personally, how I was re able to reframe it is, well, number one, a weight, my weight to gravity doesn't define my value or my worth. The size of my body means nothing about who I am and if I'm worthy or not. I'm worthy from the day I was fucking born. <laughs> but the other thing, the other way that I was able to reframe this was I started looking at the scale as objective data. I was like, well, the number of the scale is telling me information that's going to help me with my nutrition. It's not telling me that if I'm failing or not, it's actually teaching me if I'm eating enough or not. And that is such amazing information. So if you know, if we can start utilizing it as a data point to know if you are eating enough or if you know you are eating too many calories, then we can make the powerful decision that is proactive rather than reactive. Instead of, I'm so fat, I've eaten too much, I can't stick to something, it turns into, cool, what do I slightly need to adjust and change to get the result that I want? And we know if we want a body recomp, we need to be eating enough. We need to be fueling our bodies adequately. We need to be getting our protein in. We need to be getting enough calories because our goal when we're body recomping is to build muscle. And if we're seeing the scale go down, that's actually opposite to what we want. So this, it's such an amazing tool to know that you're eating enough calories. 
because true body recomposition is you don't want the scale to be moving. Of course, you're going to have natural fluctuations of one to two kilos. That's absolutely completely normal. But how freaking cool is it that you know that you're eating a certain amount of food and then we have the measurements from our photos, we've got the measurements from our scale and then we can put that together to be like, cool, I really understand how much my body needs to maintain where I'm at in terms of my weight. And no, you don't need to be tracking calories in order to do that, but you do need to be tracking like portion sizes. And that's something that I teach inside the Fit and Free Academy is I teach you how to portion out your food so you don't have to track, but there's still an element of control so you know how much you're eating. So therefore, you know then what your maintenance calories are. And this is amazing. So utilizing the, the scale and utilizing your photos and utilizing your food diary, we put it all together and being like, sick, like this is how much I need to maintain my weight. Amazing. Because then once you know your maintenance calories and how to fuel your body correctly without having to track and even think about anything, going into a calorie deficit is so much easier because what, what do we do? We slightly reduce our portion sizes and maybe take out a snack from our meals and then all of a sudden we can reach our goals with ease. So utilizing this data, we can make decisions based off the numbers and facts rather than how we feel. I have a, like a beautiful example of this is a couple of months ago, my client came to me and she was like, Aura, I feel so fat, I feel bloated, I feel like I'm not seeing progress, I feel like um, I'm really heavy and I just feel like I'm eating too much. And then I was like, okay, cool. Um, I totally hear you and all of this, like we absolutely can feel this way, but let's just have a look at the data to see if that aligns. Um, we got on the scale, didn't change, progress photos, looking banging. So, and this is the thing, and this is the importance of having multiple data points in order to support us with our decisions. Yes, I think there's an element of we can't rely on it to always um, need to reaffirm because that's when we get into negative sort of body checking. But at the same time, it's like, okay, cool. If we can check in healthy way with the numbers, build a healthy relationship with numbers and detach it from what we make it mean about ourselves, we can really utilize it to our advantage to achieving our body composition goal. And this is the thing, like imagine if, if she came to me and she was saying all these things and then we drastically changed her nutrition or changed her exercise. Imagine if we based decisions based off her emotions. Imagine if we changed something even though it was working. Like it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so moving on to tip three. So tip number three is this is where I already said it, but I'm going to bring it back here again, is that we have to start looking at things long term and looking at trends over time. Like it's so normal to go through a fat loss phase and for the scale to go down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up. But as long as it's going downwards trending is what we're looking for. It's not going to be linear. So we have to give up this expectation and we have to come to a point of acceptance and detach meaning about what we make it mean about ourselves. Changing our body composition takes time. And if people are selling you something that's going to completely change your life in 12 weeks, it's just not fucking possible. It doesn't happen like that. Especially when we're talking about changing our habitual thoughts, therefore our actions. 
right? This stuff takes time, 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 time. To build muscle, it takes time. To lose fat, it takes time. We are humans. We are not robots. We're not going to be able to do everything perfectly. And the other thing is it doesn't have to be perfect, but it does have to be consistent over a long period of time. So this is where we have to come in and know that little dips in making mistakes is not going to ruin anything. The scale going as long as it's going downwards over time, then yeah, that's what we're looking for, right? And this is where you have to build a really solid mindset and ultimately build in your self-worth that you can fucking do it when you detach yourself from these things. So tip number three is zoom out, zoom out, start looking at trends over time and start approaching it, I guess, with a different expectation of things don't happen overnight and come into it with an attitude of like, I get to rather than I have to. I get to show up for myself in the gym today. I get to fuel my body with adequate nutrients, enough energy, enough carbohydrates to make myself feel powerful and strong. How much more of a vibe does that feel when it turns into I get to rather than I have to? I have to go for the walk today. I have to go to the gym. I have to eat enough vegetables. <laughs> like if we're speaking into those mindsets, like of course everything feels fucking hard and fucking braining. But this is our opportunity to make us feel good, feel empowered, feel strong, feel fueled, feel nourished, feel energized. And this is how we're creating the lifestyle we're changing habits in order to be successful long term. And then my last tip for you guys is we have to like take the scale off the fucking pedestal. Like the scale is not the be end and end all of seeing results. And that's how we have to start looking at it. It's one of the many measures of progress that we are measuring. But as humans, like it's always like, well, if I lose weight, then I'll be happy. Conditional living, right? Like I'll only be happy when the scale goes down. So then we have this, we put this scale on a pedestal being like, well, this has to change in order for me to be happy, confident and all the things. So that's why we have to take it off a fucking pedestal. And we just have to look at it as one of the measures of progress that we have, right? We're measuring progress in our energy levels. Our relationship with food, so underrated. Our strength, our progression in the gym, because we know we want to change our body composition, we have to get stronger. So we need to make sure that our lifts are getting stronger. Our sleep, our, did I say energy? Our energy, I'll say it again, because it's important. Irritability, our mood, our, our ability to stop falling into self-sabotaging shame spirals, right? Like these are all progress, our ability to show up every day, our consistency, right? Our progress photos. Like there is eight measures of progress that like are more just as important as the scale. And when we start paying attention to those things, our measures of progress, it's like, well, hang on a minute, just because the scale is not exactly where I want it to be yet, I am succeeding in X, Y, and Z. So therefore I am reaching my goals. I am moving forward. But if we keep focusing on that one thing that we put above everything else that, you know, doesn't change as quickly as we like, we then make it mean all the reasons why that we're shit. 
So that is my four tips on how you can start building a healthy relationship with the scale. I want to know what your biggest takeaway was. So send me a DM on Instagram. I love chatting to you. If you haven't taken the time to write a review yet, can you please, please, please do so? It really does help me support the channel and the support of the podcast and tag me, share it on the Instagram stories and share this episode with anyone that you feel needs it, who needs to um, really reflect on their own relationship with the scale. So thank you for being here. Love you always. And I will see you guys. Well, you, I'll hear you guys. No, you'll hear me in next episode. Bye. number one challenge that all my clients face before we start working together is a lack of clarity on how much and what to eat to lose weight. Often they are making two huge mistakes, constantly trying to skip meals or eat under 1600 calories. Secondly, only allowing themselves bad foods like chocolate on the weekend, but end up binging all to tell themselves they're going to start again on Monday. If you feel like you have tried every diet under the sun and still can't figure out what to eat to achieve your weight loss goals take my free two minute quiz you can find the link in the show notes down below and it will help you figure out exactly what you're doing wrong with your nutrition and exercise and exactly what to do to fix it so that you can finally be confident in your body and achieve your weight loss goals